Hello, hello. Welcome back to Let's Talk Palace on Toto Football. It feels great to be recording a Palace podcast this Monday after a huge away win at Manchester United. And for those on YouTube, we have got you some lovely graphics to stare at. This is thanks to FPL NIM. That's NYM. Just want to massively thank her for doing this on this one and also my other podcast, not another FPL pod. Really appreciate that. But yeah, anyways, let's get on to Palace. And obviously I'm with my co-host, Billy, as always. How are uh, you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. It's amazing what a win at Old Trafford can do for your for your mood. But yeah, um, last week in Croatia, and it's really given me a massive lift ahead of that. But yeah, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Absolutely buzzing. Like, what a result. Um, beat Man U, 1-0 at Trafford. Dive straight in, 23% possession. Billy, like, what were your thoughts immediately after the final whistle? I just thought it was a proper Palace win. Like, I've felt, I've personally felt a bit of a disconnect with this squad. It compared to squads of like years gone by, where you know what I mean. Like, they come right up to you at the end of the at the game, regardless of the result. Like, give you give you appreciation for making the effort. But recently, I felt it's been a bit like they stand at the halfway line give a bit of half-hearted applause and then just go back into the tunnel. But yeah, this one, like Anderson pumping his chest, everyone just giving it, it felt proper. It felt like Palace had come back a little bit personally. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. Look, like last week, um, really was disappointed with the Fulham result. I felt like we could really push on as a squad this season. Lack of backing, mm-hmm. I felt like we couldn't. But then you get this result against Man United and it's just brilliant, you know. It is like, what a performance. Fair play to all the fans who made it up there. You know, massively deserved, especially the ones who did two in a week. Obviously yeah. getting battered the other day by Man United didn't help the feeling around the game. But, you know, massive, massive performance. Keeps us in the top half as well. And now we've got a game against Nottingham Forest, which everyone thought was one we really needed the three points. But this maybe eases that pressure slightly which is really, really, really nice. Obviously, there needs to be a lot of appreciation given to Roy Hodgson. That's 11 points after seven games. A really, really good start, especially with the tough fixtures we have. Really, we expected to have a stronger squad maybe come the start of the season. If we had a stronger squad against Villa, I think we get the three points. We don't melt like that in the last 15, or if we had a manager even on the sidelines, we could access access the stream. But, you know... (laughs) massive massive appreciation to Roy Hodgson for what he's doing we all knew he could do a decent job we all knew there was a bit more pressure on him after the performances we had towards the end of last season but he's doing really well despite all the issues we are facing currently and yeah mate what's your thoughts on Hodgson yeah just on what you were saying a minute ago about the fans that made the double trip to Manchester did you see the email Hodgson wrote yeah that was a nice touch just showed like his class really and then yeah, in terms of the job he's doing so far, yeah, he was he was he was not back at all in the summer really, and it's a shame. But yeah, like you say, no one expected this really. This has been, it's been a great start to the season. We probably could have got something against Arsenal at Sellers. We've gone and beat Man United at Old Trafford. Um, he's showing, like we said last week, that yeah, when he can mix it up when things are getting a bit tough. So it'd be nice. It'd be lovely if we had Delise and everyone fit. And But he's showing he can still grind out a massive result like that with a Fredbear squad. 
which is probably why Parrish is going through the door, really, because he can mix it up a bit. But yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, really impressed. Yeah, for sure. And what's kind of crazy is we've seen such a big improvement from a lot of the players within the squad. Uh, Mateta, easy example there. Compared to last season, he was dreadful. Now he's banging in assists <laughs> off his back, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Led the line okay. Obviously didn't get a goal, but you know he did enough of his job, especially with the absence of Edward. But for me, one player who definitely needs a shout out is Joe Ward. Like over the yeah. summer, we all would have wanted a new right back. I think we all accept that he's not the best when you compare him to all the right backs in the division. He's 33 now, you know, his pace is lacking a bit. He's never been one for pace, really. Um, his defensive quality has always been there, but obviously with that lack of pace, it is harder now against some of these quicker wingers. Um, didn't buy anyone, as I said. He's a Palace legend, you know, been there since promotion. He is coming towards the end of his career, but, you know, he managed a really top performance at Old Trafford, especially against Marcus Rashford. What did you think of that? Yeah, I think he deserves a massive amount of credit because he's been he's been getting pelters from his own fans this season. He wasn't very good against Villa. He got skinned a lot by Nicolo Zaniolo. But yeah, Rashford is one of the top players. He's out of form, yeah, but he's one of the top players in the Premier League, plays for England. Like you say, Ward isn't quick and Rashford is one of the quickest players around. So the fact he pretty much pocketed him speaks volumes really i mean i think you posted a clip last night or the night yeah. before just mm-hmm. uh sequence after sequence of rashford against ward and he 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 got the better of him every single time so yeah i was really impressed by that yeah no definitely definitely shout and i think that's the thing like when there's a player there giving 110 percent and that it's really good to see um Yes, you could blame him for some of the performances, but at the end of the day, it's kind of not his fault he's in this position. I know he got yeah. skinned at Brentford and stuff like that. So, you know, it's one yeah. of them ones like just fair play to him. You've got to reward him with some praise when he definitely needs some for sure. Obviously, it had to be a huge defensive performance from the whole team, especially with such little possession. Of course, at times we rode our luck um, a little bit, a few saves, you know. That little handball from Ward. Yeah. Well, they had yeah. a handball as well, mate. So, you know, it's... Yeah, evens out. One <laughs> with that one. But, um, yeah, Mitchell clearing off the line. Yeah. Gay and Anderson, though, I said it before the game on Twitter, like, they're going to be so key to Roy's defensive tactics against Man United. They'll make a massive difference in the game. And we saw them do that, didn't we, mate? Yeah, I mean, in this market, I think it's not an exaggeration to say they're probably too... 100 million pound centre backs or 90 million pound centre backs. You look at people like Wesley Fofana went to Chelsea for nearly 80 million. Obviously, Harry Maguire a few years ago, 85. They're just outstanding every single week. They're, they don't have a bad game, really. Dougie Friedman managed to get Anderson from Leon for just under 15 million. And then Gahey, of course, was 18 million. And then, yeah, just every single week, they just probably our two best players. They're probably our two most important players at the minute. Of course, Eze is amazing, but it comes from the back, most like the way we want to play, passing out from the back. And those two, just they never panic. If they do have to go long, it's like a measured pass out to the flanks. Yeah, I can't fault them. They're just getting better and better every week. And then, yeah, Anderson, he can pull out a goal like that as well, <laughs> being a quality defender. It's just, he's got the lot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, mate, it's absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. And yeah, that finish was absolutely ridiculous as well. I don't think he realised how good it was until he saw it after the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his little interview after the game, he was kind yeah, of... He stuck. was shocked. Yeah. He was shocked, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's things you absolutely love to see. But yeah, man, oh, together they're just ridiculous. I'm just sad whenever that ends because I think that's the best ever centre-back pairing we've had in the Premier League. It's just... Yeah. In terms of everything they can do, they both feel like leaders, you know. Yeah. I, I always say Gay's a leader, but Anderson always feels like a leader as well. They both, you know, they love giving it a bit, you know. They've got that Jamie Vardy vibe where they will yeah. give it to some players, get in the rest face if needed, like you do in the modern game. As you said, man, the progressive passing is ridiculous and the way they can just stay on the ball, stay calm, take on pressure and get us good opportunities. It's amazing. It's amazing, man. I, I don't know about you, but when you think about Premier League centre-backs we've had, maybe like Scott Dan for what he did, it's just below yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It was Sacco and Tompkins, wasn't it? The original, like, everyone, everyone was saying this might be the best duo. Scott Dan as well was class, but these two are just a level above. Like, they're just, I don't know if they have a weakness. I just, I can't find one anyway. I don't know. I agree, man. I agree. It's so, so fun to see. And I think like the Hodgson... They look even better than under the era, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing I will say is everyone seems to be playing for Hodgson. There's a lot of excuses that players could make, like, oh, we didn't get much like backing in the summer. We didn't have many players come in to help us. Now we're being pushed because we've got a thin squad. But yeah, they've just they've just got stuck in really. They've just got on with it, delivered a very good performance against one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, they all deserve a bit of credit. Because it's easy to get your head down at the minute if you're one of them. Yeah, yeah. What, like eight or seven injured players going into that? Injured senior yeah. players? We only had 22 senior players in our 25-man squad anyway. So it's a huge yeah. hit. We've played United away from home. We've played Villa away from home. We've played Arsenal, you know. We've beat we've yeah. beaten Wolves, beaten Sheffield United. Fulham ones, obviously a bit gutting that we drew there. But it's not been an easy start. Not been an easy start, you know. We picked up the points no. we had to. And then we've managed to get a couple more which is just great to see. And I can't remember the last time we just felt so comfortable despite having yeah. so little possession. I think just on that, we I think if we beat Fulham and held on against Villa, or held on to the point or beat Villa, we would be in the top four. So yeah, that says, that says it all. <laughs> it does. And that's without Elise, that's without whatever the quality of Franker is. That's without Lerma. The yeah. last few, you know, got to give a shout out there to Hughes as well. That's solid. Super Sam Johnston in goal, mate. How much have you enjoyed him? Yeah, it's like the competition in football is massive and everyone, including us, has been moaning a little bit about the Dean Henderson signing. But since he has come in, it's like Johnston's performances have got even better. He was already good before Henderson arrived. But yeah, that performance at Old Trafford was, was quality. And then he's also got the added bonus of being one of those players who goes in front of the fans, loves it, loves loves the noise we bring. He said after the game, we're the best fans he's ever played in front of. And I think he's oh, played yeah. at eight clubs, eight clubs throughout his career. So yeah, that's that was a big statement. Yeah. Yeah, ridiculous statement. And yeah, as he said as well, like they travel twice in a week to Manchester, you know. Man, yeah. I I banted a tweet the other day where I was like, Man, uh, Roy Hodgson's just done a bit of a good job here by making them think they're really complacent with a 3-0 win. And then he goes in, <laughs> delivers the hammer yeah. blow in the Premier League where it matters to him. 
<laughs> you lulled him into a false sense of security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on um I was on some podcast. This guy does like football shirts, like Jake's shirts, and um he's a Man United fan, and this was in between the Carabao Cup game and the game on the weekend. And he has this thing called like goals in time, basically, where he shows you goals and you have to try and guess the minute, mate. And yeah. Last week we were speaking about like never seeing Punch's goal again, mate. He showed me Punch's goal in the FA Cup final. I was, <laughs> it was like it was like torture. So you know that was Just instant karma. <laughs> instant karma. Us getting that win. Yeah, served it. <laughs> Winded you up like that. Yeah. It's, a, oh, look, it's, a, it's such a good goal. But I, I've only seen it once, and I can't bring myself to watch it again. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> It was horrible, mate. I honestly could have just broke down and cried. I was yeah. like, to him, that was the best three minutes of my life, that. Yeah, honestly, I spent the celebration on the ground, like, laying down. <laughs> By the time you got yeah. up, we conceded, probably. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, we'll forget about that one. <laughs> yeah, this year. There's always this year, mate. Yeah, it's true. Get those, get, those in, get those injured players back. We'll go again in January when it starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, we do highlight when we're a bit negative on the podcast and we try to bring back the positivity but you know it wouldn't be a palace podcast if we didn't <laughs> have a fair opinion on the game and there's always a little bit that we think players could improve you know we're being very very uh i don't know we're very 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 precise basically when we do this but yeah. for you was there any negatives on the game uh there was one it was just uh, looking at the stats after the game i was a little bit like taken aback by this and i know stats sometimes they don't give a proper reflection of the game but this one was just ridiculous I've got it written down here Jeffrey Schlupp made nine successful passes in his 77 minutes on the pitch Riedeveld made four in his 13 minutes on the pitch and a lot of those nine passes only narrowly got to a teammate and they put us under a bit of pressure and I just I don't know obviously the squad is thin he's an experienced player but I don't know what's going on. There was, I don't know if you saw during the cup game as well, there was a moment where he just had acres in front of him to drive forward, which he's, he used to be good at. And he just turned around and passed it back to, um, I think it was Richards, and put him under pressure. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know why he's in the team every week, to be honest. No, I agree with you, man. I think the schlep of old would run. He'd run about 10, 15 yards, get past about two yeah. players. Obviously, that didn't always work for him, but you know he was he was very very good at that. And when he is mm. confident, he does that more. But yeah, yeah, the the pace, the pace. He's like a ballerina, mate. He loves a little spin. He's got to have one <laughs> spin before he does anything with the ball. You know, I check know. everywhere. Just, just slows it down, doesn't it? Like just massively. go. He's he's strong as well. Just just go for it. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah, massively, and it'll be really interesting to see if he's still in the side. Come all the injured players coming back. What do you think? I'd, I'd like to think he wouldn't. I think Lerma would come into that midfield with the Corey. Then you've got Eze, Elise, Edouard, and either and and Ayu. Yeah, I'd like to see him drop out. But yeah, he could he could be doing a lot more with his. He is better than this. We've seen him. He's only thirty as well, so it's not like Ward's thirty three like we were saying earlier, and he's still playing like he is against Rashford. So he can do better for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and. Uh... It'll be interesting because I, at left wing against United in the cup, I did not enjoy. But before no. that game, I didn't mind in there. So I'm a little bit scared about that one uh, if he does come into there. Because I just think you block a lot of his strengths by putting him on the other wing. But obviously when Elise's yeah. back, Elise's back, 
the real question will be if uh, Hodgson rushes players back or, you know, they might be fit, but they might be on the bench first, I think. How about you? Yeah, I think he'll just ease them in. I don't. I think he's he's more uncomfortable to just keep things as they are. He doesn't like to change a winning team, so we're probably going to see the same eleven against Forest. And then, if there's a draw or a win, he's probably going to keep it after the international break as well. But yeah, he'll be he'll be cautious of because Elise has already had a setback, so he's going to take his time with him. I think for sure, and Franca as well. He's an unknown sort of quantity. So Hodgson will probably give him a few cameos to see what he's about. It's a big step up for him. So I can't see either of them coming straight back in. I think Lerma will come straight back in and that's probably it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're right. There's no need to rush them back if um, we are continuing this good form in the fixtures. There's a couple of hard ones in there like Spurs. So we don't need to thrust Elise into that. And yeah, Frank is still unknown. So you're going to want to integrate him slowly. Yeah. It would have been nice if we had like a easy League One Carabao Cup run up until now. Yeah. So we could have integrated some of these players a bit better. But, you know, even if we got through, we probably would have got a big six side again. Yeah. <laughs> so, Always the way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just how it works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Typical. <laughs> Right, next game, as I said before, Nottingham Forest. I think it's a huge game. You know, we didn't show ourselves as good as we can against Fulham. This is another opportunity to show that we can. We can battle that top half. Nottingham Forest are looking a lot better than they did last season. But yeah, three points, and we honestly could be talking about top 10 finish. How are you feeling for the game? Yeah, I think it'll be a lot harder than Fulham because they've invested a lot of money in their squad. They bought... Ibrahim Sangare from PSV for 30 million, I think, who some Champions League clubs were looking at. And he's a massive defensive midfielder. And then they've got a Dominguez next to him, who also looks quite tidy. So, and that gives them a solid base. And then they've got, as we've said before on the pod, Callum Hudson Odoi. Taiwo Awani up front is a danger man. He's really in form. Yeah, it'll be hard. We're going to have to be very switched on. We can't take them. Um, yeah, we can't be complacent. Yeah, massively agree. And I think the game on the weekend, they'll have a bit of momentum because they managed to come back, even though they had 10 men. Awful yeah. goalkeeping by the Brentford goalie Flecken. But, you know, like they'll be confident from that. What I saw was really interesting. Gibbs White was rested. Um, do you see him coming straight back into the side for Forrest? Yeah, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if he doesn't come straight back in. I think he's probably their best player or one of their best players. I would have loved to have him. I think we actually tried to get him and then Forrest just bid something like 40, didn't they? Or something ridiculous yeah. with their owner. It's yeah. filthy rich. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll also be typical Palace if Hudson Odoi scores after we were well, sort of linked with him and ignored the three million pound deal in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be fun. It's this like a Berlin <laughs> screamer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually going to be the game Schlupp scores, mate. It's going to be the game yeah. that proves that we shouldn't have signed Hudson Odoi. Because Schlupp's going to score the worldie this game. <laughs> Mate, the end will be near if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Has he actually got a goal contribution this season? I don't... Schlupp? Um, I don't think so, but... I don't think so, no. It's time, it's time on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. He's got to get one this season of all this game time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Forrest look good this season so far. You know, they've played United. They've played Chelsea. They've played City. Um, big games, big games. Arsenal, yeah. they 
could have easily got a draw in that Chelsea they beat, you know. They went 2-0 up against United at Old Trafford. Yep. They couldn't get the win like, like us, but <laughs> still impressive to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And it could be a game where we see a fair few goals, I think, if both sides really want to go for it. But, you know, Steve Cooper v Roy Hodgson, I think it's going to be similar to the Wolves game. How about you? Yeah, I, I think Steve Cooper's underrated. We've obviously, I think we've interviewed him before. Yeah. I've read from some good sources like The Athletic. So it could even be an audition for Steve Cooper ahead of next summer. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it'll be a tough game. And they're they're sort of like an old palace with their counter-attacking style, the, the pace on the break. So even if we're dominating possession, we've got to be wary of what they can do if we give the ball away in a dangerous area. Yeah, definitely. That's why the midfield's going to be so key. Lerma still not sure about. I think the only one close to returning was Tompkins, so he's not going to be involved. Um, so yeah, imagine he comes. Imagine he comes straight into the eleven. <laughs> oh, so I'll just whack him up top, mate. Four four two, four four two. Yeah, <laughs> even even if Lerma is fit, I'm not. Hughes was really good at Old Trafford, yeah. so it would it would be quite harsh on him actually if Lerma comes straight back in. But I can see I can see why Hodgie would do that. No, I agree with you a bit, but yeah, it's just. When Lerma's that added quality in it, like, it's hard to yeah. stake a case for him coming straight back in. Matea, I'd like a goal from him. You know, I think we've said this before on the pod. When he's playing the full 90 minutes, he needs to prove himself. The only way he's going to be able to do that is with a goal, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He's, um, his hold-up play is all right. It's still a bit dodgy sometimes, a lot of loose touches. If he's the only one up there, that's what he needs to focus on mainly but of course a striker has to be scoring goals so it'll be a good time he's been playing well it'll be a good time to break his duck for the season in the Premier League obviously yeah. he got a hat trick in the cup so yeah the goal was definitely needed no I massively agree this is like a really big opportunity for him like everyone was calling for him to start alongside Edward but let's say he doesn't score until Edward's back and then it just shows that he is a much better impact player which yeah, it is. It's just some players, isn't it? He runs around. He's got more energy in the 65th minute. If no one else um comes on, he can come on, give us that extra 20 minutes boost. It has worked this season. So yeah, I think you're right. This is a really big test for him. Got to do really well. Obviously, we've praised Joe Ward earlier in this episode, but huge game again for him against these wingers, Elanga or Hudson Odoi yeah. on either wing. Um, yeah. So huge test, isn't it? Yeah, they're both rapid. He's gonna have to. He's had a good practice playing against Rashford. Um, he needs to be. He, one thing I noticed in the clips you posted that we were talking about, there's a lot of. He's being backed up a lot. Ayu did a great job helping him, and then Anderson, if you notice in those videos, really tight to him behind in case Rashford did get past him. So it's not just down to Ward. He's gonna have to get people like close to him because obviously, if it's a foot race against Hudson Odoi or Langer, he's not going to win. So, yeah, he's going to need help, I think. Yeah, no, I massively agree. And for me, prediction-wise, I'd like a cheeky 2-0 win. Mateta and Eze, how about you, mate? I'm going to go I'm gonna go 1-0 Mateta. Oof. He's going to get it. He's going to break his duck. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be nervy, especially for them people who are watching it on Sky Sports. Don't know how it's the 5.30 kickoff, but, you know. <laughs> We'll, we'll take it at least it's on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everyone should be buzzing. 
I mean, yeah. whenever all the all the players say when they get a win, I've, I've noticed before when we get a win and then it's the international break, they're like, oh, we wanted to keep the momentum going. So, yeah, I bet they're buzzing to get out there, really. Yeah, especially because the crowd uh, atmosphere could be much different. Let's say we drew to Fulham and lost to United twice. You know, yeah. it's going to be such a different uplift, and it'll be really interesting. Next eight games, I think they really sum up our season. You know, Forest at home, Newcastle away, Tottenham at home, Burnley away, Everton at home. Luton away, West Ham away, and Bournemouth at home. Now you're looking at that and you're saying two teams are the big six. The rest, I know West Ham's there as well, but the rest, Roy Hodgson should be putting down as winnable, shouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's a massive opportunity when we're going to have, hopefully, have Edouard, Elise, Lerma, Franca back after the international break. And then, I mean, like you were saying about having a nice run of fixtures to ease Franca in, I think. The Luton game, especially, could be Luton away, could be an opportunity for him to make a name for himself. But yeah, they're obviously every game in the Premier League is hard. But I mean, if we if we win most of those, and we're we're looking at we're looking on course to get at least the UA for conference league spot, really. Yeah, we've got we've got the the mostly um, um had a difficult start to the season. We've got most of the hard games out of the way. So it's a big opportunity for us, yeah, to kick on. Definitely. And what, let's say you get like 16 points out of that. Yeah. That's like, what, nearly 30 points by Christmas? Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's what we had. That's like the Pardew season we had, I think, <laughs> around that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that would be that would be so huge if we can get something close to that. And that's given a lot of leeway to that fixtures, I think, as well. There's, what, like 24 points available. So you're saying you're going to drop eight which is kind of like a realistic amount. If yeah. you could actually turn it up a bit, that would be so good. Um, it'd just be really good to see. And I think this is a season for any team. This is why I was a bit guided we didn't sign more because this is a season where, you know, Villa are in Europe, Brighton are in Europe, West Ham are in Europe. That's three teams yeah. battling for the same spots that you want to be at. But they've also got the heavy con- uh, fixture list. Lots of congestion. Yeah. I think we're seeing it play havoc already. You know, it played havoc to West Ham last season as well. So this would be yeah. the season, I think, that's really a big opportunity to break through. Because I think as well, some of the bottom half teams, the quality is not there. So, you know, there's some places yeah. to field, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, with all due respect, you're looking at Luton, Sheffield United, Burnley. I don't think, <laughs> this, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me, but I don't think we have to worry about relegation, really. So we should be looking up and... um we didn't fill either of our two loan spots in the summer either. So if we're in and around the European places in January, I mean, we could we could just add one or two quality players to sort of boost our season because it's sort of, it's a thin squad. So it's, sometimes we run out of steam as the season goes on. But yeah, if we're in and around there and we get someone like, I don't know if you remember Papi Cisse when yeah. Newcastle finished fifth. Do you remember he came in and got like 13 in 14? Yes. So, yeah, if we could just get something like that. Yeah, or there's also that Hugo Ekatike from PSG who we nearly got and he's still not playing for them. So if we revisit that, yeah, we could definitely have a good end to the season and be up there. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like these games coming up are definitely make and break because of what we're saying. Like we could be sitting really nicely come... Christmas that's something we don't have a lot there is games there that are winnable you know if we're playing like we have been so far against the teams that are either around us or below us then we should do decent in this run 
And then you never know, Newcastle or Spurs, we could pick up a little surprise there. West Ham away, that's going to be tough. But again, yeah. you know, it's December time. That um, I think Luton's like the 25th of November, then West Ham's the second. Two hard away games, to be fair, to have in a row just before. And then if you're looking after that Christmas period, I think it's like after the Bournemouth game, we said, yeah, I think it's like Chelsea, Brian are involved. So it does get harder for us. So you just yeah. want to pick up them points as well to feel more comfortable in the games that you shouldn't be winning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, we should take confidence from Saturday because, it's, I mean, it's Man United, Old Trafford. I mean, no matter how out of form they are, it's one of the biggest fixtures in the league, one of the most daunting stadiums for some players. So we should go to places like Chelsea and, and just think we can do it. I mean, Brighton as well. I mean, I know everyone loves to go on about Brighton nowadays, but Aston Villa, obviously 6 them at the weekend. West Ham battered them and they both played the same way. They both just didn't get baited into the press. So we shouldn't be worried about Brighton either, really. we I think that suits us to yeah. play like Villa and West window, Ham hopefully. did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be so interesting. And let's say we do get a bit more back in, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely to see Elise. You just yeah. got to hope he's back to his best. Um, and then hopefully we get to see the best out of Eze. I'm not saying he's been bad this season, but when he's got better creators around him, he could yeah. do a lot more, can't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he's he still got an assist on Saturday yeah. from the set piece. So, yeah, he's doing well. And then obviously we saw like Leeds away last season. That was like, I think that was the best we've seen under Hodgson when everyone's fit. Like it was just like playground football. Eze and Elise, Edward, Edward as well got involved, which is fun to watch. So hopefully, hopefully we can get back to that sort of level when everyone's fit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that's all today from Toto Football. We will be back next week. International breaks coming up, so we'll do a bit more content, uh, not just previews and that. We'll do a bit more content around Palace, some more fun stuff as well. Hopefully, we've come off the back of a Nottingham Forest win, which will kind of cheer yeah. us up as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, be sure to follow us, Toto Football on Spotify, Toto Football on YouTube, and at underscore Toto Football on Twitter. This is also available on Apple Podcasts as well. But yeah, be sure to follow, like, share it if you've enjoyed it. We really appreciate it. Anything else you got to say, Billy? No, just hoping for another three points this weekend. Exactly. That's all we want every <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you later. See you later.